Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park It is Friday, March 27th, 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Justin Labar and Matt Morgan, here to uh, talk about SmackDown under the shadow today of what we've learned about WrestleMania. Now, we've been adamant about talking about no WrestleMania spoilers. Let me just make it clear that when I have put that on my Twitter feed and said that on this podcast, because Mania is pre-taped, that what we meant by that is we're not going to spoil the ending to matches. We won't spoil surprise returns, where matches are taking place, or any details about the production that have leaked out to the matches themselves. That being said, tonight's episode of SmackDown was taped a few days ago. There have been some changes that are going to be addressed in upcoming WWE programming about some people that won't be participating in WrestleMania matches, perhaps because of health concerns or quarantine or logistics. So if you want to remain unspoiled about those plans, you may want to skip this podcast. Because we're going to, we talked about this ahead of time, Matt. I don't know if you've seen these stories, but it feels disingenuous to our audience to talk about some of what happened tonight. Like, oh, and we're going to find out what happens next with this match when the news is all over the place about some of these matches being changed. Okay. Yeah. So I just want to give people fair warning. Um, Do we want to start with the news or do we want to go through the show and address these changes as they come up? I say address them as they come up. Okay. So we started tonight's show with... Do we have... No, no, wait, 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 wait. Why not just... Hello? Why not yeah. start it off with the news? That way we don't have to talk about stupid shit that nobody wants to hear about and has no <laughs> matter to anything. So we're, okay. Okay. Then we're definitely going to be skipping some stuff tonight on SmackDown that is irrelevant. Um, but no, I guess... The, the, no, seriously. Okay. So again, if you want to remain unspoiled, turn off now. Cover your ears. You've had fair warning. Uh, Roman Reigns. What's the story about him in WrestleMania, Justin? Uh, Roman Reigns, uh, it's being reported, it was first reported by Ryan Satin and Pro Wrestling Sheet that uh, Roman Reigns is not going to be taking part uh, in WrestleMania in his title match against Goldberg. Obviously, uh, Roman, who has um, you know beaten leukemia twice, um, you know his you know his health could be you know easier, easy e- compromised easier than others uh, with the with what's going on with the COVID nineteen. So uh, Roman Reigns is not going to be taking on Goldberg as, as how we understand it. As you said a minute ago, the SmackDown that we saw tonight. It uh, seems like it took place prior to the decision being made by Roman, by WWE, by both. So uh, Roman Reigns is not going to take on Goldberg. So uh, 
that is that's that's the biggest of the of the of the dominoes that are falling right now. Okay. Um Matt Morgan. So Matt, Roman not taking on Goldberg. Uh I guess your reaction on that. I mean, obviously smart for Roman on his health, but how yeah. do you think this impacts a major mania match? I don't think it does because this is not a major mania, unfortunately, anymore. They should have really postponed this in retrospect. I know it gives us things to watch, you know, next weekend for two days, right? But sure. I still think they're missing their mark on this by not postponing it and doing this the right way when they get the opportunity to. My, that's my two cents, though. Is it public knowledge, Justin, the replacement for Roman? Or is it all just speculation? Uh, it's it's not public knowledge. It, um, no, it's right at, at this point. It's uh, I've heard some things, but at this point, it has not been public knowledge. Matt Morgan, who would you have face Goldberg at WrestleMania? Braun Strowman, and he wins the title. It's going to happen. It's finally going to make sense for the poor guy. He's going to win it. It's happening. And I don't know I any agree. spoilers. I'm just thinking what would add up. I could see them saying, nah, let's just give it to him. Not a, it's not It's not in a stadium. It's not in front of millions of people. Mm. You know, like like almost like a backhanded compliment in a way. But who cares just as long as the big guy finally gets his opportunity? Yeah, I agree. I also think it, it it will be Braun Strowman. It should be Braun Strowman. You know, and the, the the crazy thing about this is that you know whoever you you would plug into this match is essentially who you're handing the title off to because this match was not made for this match was not made for Goldberg to to win it. Uh, this, this this was Goldberg being a, an attraction for a short time as he as he's he's good in these short spurts. Um, and so yeah, I would I would definitely go with Braun. Uh, just as Matt said, it makes the most sense. Braun not only is a guy who should have he should have won it uh, three years ago. But uh, he also is the, he's also a guy he's he's the biggest name they have who really hadn't had anything they hadn't committed anything for Mania for him, um, so he's he's out there. It's not like you have to pull him out of another match. So it's it, it makes perfect sense. If Goldberg were going to win, saying Matt Riddle this writes itself, have them face off. Riddle gets squashed. Goldberg retains. <laughs> get a lot of buzz. Okay, be inter- it'd be it would get a lot of buzz. Um, the other thing I've heard the rumors of people online in my comment sections on Twitter basically saying a three-way with Cena and the Bray Wyatt for the title. Um, but then you, instead of having two huge matches, you really don't have the one. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, and as we'll get to later when we, when we do get to the point of reviewing uh, SmackDown – it seems obvious that Vince does not want the supernatural characters like the undertaker and now like the fiend to be in that empty arena setting, having a match, uh, which we will, which that, that's not going to happen as, as we've come to find out now tonight with the Bray Wyatt match. So, um, you know, I, 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 which I think is a good call because I think you can lose a lot of mystique having those two uh, supernatural characters. All the smoke and mirrors can only go so far in, in that production and that, and that setting. So, um, yeah, I saw the same thing, Matt, but I don't like that idea of having a triple threat. I'd, I'd rather them just go ahead and plug a guy like Braun in and make him. Yeah. Uh, quick thanks to Jay Lane, $5 super chat saying, at the market, I saw some lady with her head buried and her phone bump into this older man. I have nothing to say about SmackDown. I just wanted to donate. Uh, thank you, Jay Lane. I, uh, we appreciate it. Raj Geary appreciates it. Uh, I'm going to text him and tell him to rent Goonies tonight. We've more than covered that rental fee, and he owes us a full report. On Monday night's podcast. Speaking why of fee, why are we trying to help him so much? Watch. Why are we trying to help him so much to watch cool movies? 
<laughs> I don't know. We're doing him a service, and we're we're doing his show for him while he's drinking pina colada somewhere with Ryback right now, and and we're so we're doing his show for him that he's not even watching. Um, and on top of it, you're naming movie recommendations to him, Glenn. Yes, Matt. We're we're naming movie recommendations because Ryback said, "Hey, tell Ryback asked <laughs> us, hey, have Raj." up the uh, movie game you know we're doing a lot of netflix and chilling these days in quarantine and i want to watch something more interesting so i knew you were going there i, ho- <laughs> I thought you were gonna say cuddling and spooning one another on friday nights oh. but nonetheless that was very well done though we yes. say this all in jest we love our raj gary but i love making fun of him even more but out there. let me just say this matt money is good but could you imagine now if you hadn't seen Goonies and someone's like, Matt, dude, you got to watch Goonies? That's like the best gift of all. Like a really good movie record. That's what I'm saying. I just I got done saying he's making us do his show uh, while he's chilling. And on top of it, you're giving him great movie recommendations, trying to raise money for the guy to watch it. Only thing that's left <laughs> is you cooking him dinner. Hey, that might be what it takes, Matt. I'm going to have to, you know. Cut his grass while you're at it. <laughs> I should recommend bad movies. You'd be like, everybody give Raj $20. Yes. Yes. And he should watch yes. The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. <laughs> yes. Now, I have never seen this movie, but I have been told oh, the pants aren't a metaphor. There's actually a pair of pants that travels between I girls. Will... I watched it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I watched the whole thing. <laughs> I will admit it. I've watched the whole thing. I mean, Terrible. Good? <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking in retrospect now that I think back, but I swear to God I watched it. And you're right. Matt, real pants. It's because you're it's because you're married, Matt. That's why. No, wait, people people need <laughs> yeah. a distraction. I've been there. From, from the world we live in, Matt. Paint the scene for me where Matt Morgan, legit seven feet <clears throat> tall, monster, American gladiator. Where he sat down Thanks, and Glenn. watched Thanks, Sisterhood Glenn. of the Traveling Pants. I want I want the scenario. I want the story. P.S. P.S. That is literally the most masculine uh, Glenn has ever built me up in this show's history. Other than little little uh, 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 fl- uh, flirtations of calling me cute here and there and adorable when I say something. So I'll take the huge masculine buildup you just gave me. Thank you. Um, let's see. Cypress Point was the name of the apartment complex I lived in. It was in Louisville, Kentucky. I was, I want to say I was in OVW. Wow. It was early, it was early in me and my wife's relationship. That's for sure. I know that much. Gotcha. So it was a date night with the wife. It wasn't like you and Brock Lesnar, like hanging out in the turbines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Brock, jig is up. Yes, it was me and Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Could you imagine that? You're flipping channels and that comes on, and then you're like, oh, this is dumb. I get it. Yeah, I'm totally going to flip the channel. No, I'm going to totally flip the channel. And by the end of it, you're just crying and like hugging each other, just enthralled with this. No, I'm, I'm clicking through the channels and we go past it, and I get a dead arm. I drop the remote. I have to pick it back up. He goes, put this shit back on. It <laughs> totally bullies me into watching it. <laughs> uh brad stevens of 499 saying matt morgan reviews hallmark channel movies equals money <laughs> i'll tell you what i'll tell you what uh what was the name of that guy brad if if, if uh wb and aew start going dark we might have to do that just to fill the time <laughs> yeah man we do need to uh, think about doing some different like old school matches man we talk about sure. it. we should Ask Raj about that because enough fans have asked about it. 
I and I, I agree. I think we should definitely do the Survivor Series match with you in it. I think the team Lesnar. I think no, no, don't. Why? Oh, I can tell you about. I can tell you about the build up of how we got. Okay, yeah. There yeah, you like, you know. You know, I, and I think um, when we do get Ryback on the show, aside from extensively talking about Rajback and their bromance, um, I think tough enough, both your experience and Ryback's experience would oh. be fantastic. How did me and him not even talk about that? Oh, my God. That's wild. Yeah. Me and him didn't even talk about that. I forgot he did. Tough enough, I bet you he forgot I did, too, like most of America. But that's what yeah. we both did. No, I think that'd be huh. great. Um, speaking of movies, again, to get him. America's mind off of what we're dealing with now. Did you see that trailer for that movie, the main event that's like like Mike, but with wrestling in NXT? No. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Explain it. A kid finds a magical luchador mask that gives him super speed and super strength, and he enters like a WWE tournament to become a superstar. And it's got NXT talent. It's, it premieres on Netflix in like a week or two. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. That sounds great, actually. actually yeah, the trailer. Great. At first, I was like, what's this? And by the end, I was like, oh, yeah, this is getting added to my queue. I'm watching this. Hopefully, Mike, the, guys, Mike, uh, the guys and hopefully the guys and gals got a payday for it. Yeah, I think Otis is in it, and uh, there was some other talent. So, uh, yeah, cool. looking forward to it. So, back to Mania, some mm -hmm. other changes. What else uh, do we know? Uh, it seems as well that The Miz is not going to be taking part in Mania. And, of course, again, that is um... – that's counter to what you saw tonight as SmackDown went off the air with the focus on the tag team uh, titles. So uh, the Miz, so no word yet there uh, what they're going to do. I guess we'll find out again in the next week. What? Why? Because of I can't fly from California, I'm guessing? No, Miz is actually in Florida. He's been in Florida. Um, so uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of unknown if this is his precaution, not feeling comfortable, if he's, if he's felt some symptoms, but no, he's actually in Florida. I thought the same thing. I I am for the record. I respect every one of them who, for whatever reason is not comfortable doing this because they're literally the CDC PS centers for disease control. They're telling people six feet apart. And to put this in perspective, this virus is this coronavirus is um, the, the size of it, the microns of it. All right. It's so small, people doing this and covering in their shirts, that, the mouth with the shirt, that doesn't do anything. The, like, for instance, SARS, uh, uh, West Nile virus, and, mm -hmm. and those other ones in the past, it was a little bit thicker, so therefore it wouldn't go through like a cloth item like this. But the coronavirus, that's why it's so damn contagious, is because it does. Only like certain masks will fully cover this thing. So to not want to wrestle another human being is fully mm -hmm fully understandable and i respect anybody that makes that decision yeah well and i, I do have to point out and as many others have the short-sightedness of wwe roman and goldberg were in the building together last friday for smackdown face to face why did they not pre-tape this match and start pre-taping mania sooner that's a good question i don't have an answer I yeah it's been two weeks. Tonight was two our, our you know third SmackDown with no audience. Um, it's just crazy to me how they've handled this. To, to be fair, at the yeah. time, you know, especially like a, over a week ago, this sucker was moving a hundred miles an hour, mm -hmm. and every day felt to me, at least as a, as a city leader, completely new, completely different. Yeah, 
you know so so maybe they thought you know like glass half full that hey maybe yeah. this is being exaggerated and maybe we'll get through it quicker than everyone thinks i don't know what they were thinking but yeah or maybe goldberg says i'm not ready right now i'm not ready to go i need another good training i don't know yeah it's not going to be a long match as someone in the chat's pointing out like donald and Nisa saying yeah the match would be four minutes like they could have shot this during a commercial break uh for smackdown with these two how would it be just ding ding roman reigns jumps in the air and does superman punch that's it i mean does it need to be much that's more feasible that's feasible. no you're right that's feasible yeah. with these big matches with brock goldberg I, I would throw roman in that category of big hitters that hit big enough power moves that they could win and catch somebody off guard quick enough for a win like that yeah yeah okay. goldberg does a couple spears jackhammers um roman seems down and out then he has a comeback boom wins really short sweet and to the point holds up the belt confetti falls to an empty arena uh oh. yeah i know it's gonna be weird uh carlos lee with the super chat 699 saying if you're willing i'd love you to review sunday's wrestlemania 32 this was the first one i attended curious to hear your thoughts and opinions compared to mine uh i don't think sunday but um i think we're gonna look we're definitely gonna have to figure out some contingency plans if wwe programming is altered as a result um Okay. You know, an ability to talk about it. I mean, I just think right now, I mean, to be honest with you, Carlos, it's uh, between Matt's schedule and running Longwood, uh, Justin, you know, obviously you live and breathe this stuff all the time in addition to your day job and family obligations and with mine. I'm open to doing more podcasts, but I think right now we aren't committed to doing any additional programming. Uh, but next week we are going to have Saturday and Sunday, both nights in WrestleMania. We'll be here. And by the way, with both nights of Mania, I, know, I noticed this. Obviously, you can hear it on commentary tonight. They are pushing call your cable provider, satellite provider first, and then they go, and oh, by the way, you can also watch on the WWE Network. So they're definitely hoping to get some pay-per-view buys to get some revenue out of this. Uh, and I noticed, if you go, at least for Comcast, if you go on the Comcast on demand, Saturday, night one of WrestleMania is listed as $39.99 plus taxes. Sunday is listed as uh, $59.99. Huh. So 40 bucks for one night, 60 for another. So again, maybe, maybe an indication they're going to heavy load Sunday uh, more so than Saturday. Weird. I mean, they can run house shows. They've got to find a way to make some money back. I don't blame them. Yeah. Uh, another change while we're well, just while we're going through the changes. Uh, this one is not related to the uh, coronavirus, uh, but uh, United States champion Andrade he has been pulled from WrestleMania 36, according to PW Insider. Uh, this due to a uh, injury that he suffered on one of the Raw tapings recently, a rib injury. Uh, so they are going to. Um, be replacing him so that was gonna was gonna be uh, him teaming with angel garza to go up against uh the street profits um now i believe it looks like they're gonna replace andrade with austin theory from nxt austin theory who just got beat by tyler breeze correct. is now getting a wrestlemania match correct huh uh good for him right uh leon our superstar with 490 499 pounds did WWE miss the mark by not making this a fight against COVID event and raise some cash to support our health services? We're busting their asses. It does seem. Yes. Yeah. I just don't think they want to address it. They'll make jokes like tonight about social distancing, but they have, they have, they still haven't said COVID-19 or coronavirus. I, I still, they should be make, uh, I'm not saying this to knock them. I'm just saying it because they have such a spe like a special, like, role that nobody else can play at times even other celebrities i would argue because wrestlers are superheroes they just are and um they have opportunities to be doing psas i got called by a really 
really world world, not just state of Florida, but world renowned doctor that hit me up and asked me to contact WWE to see if they'd be interested in doing any PSAs. Yeah. Actually to 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 raise awareness for um let's say shortage of masks that are happening or or other things like that to help raise money uh to be able to go out and get them and things like that at the time because at the time we didn't know what the country was going to do for that shortage at the time um but things like that um but yeah you're right they, they don't whatever run reason they don't want anything to say they don't want anything to do with saying it and i get why as well they're doing it to get our minds off of it to some degree um while entertaining us i respect that too but yeah. um I, I don't know man i, I know i kind of just contradicted myself there but yeah um no, it's tough. I mean, it's funny. Mark saying they should do some social distancing matches like Joey Janela did. I was thinking about um, Damian Sandow as Mizdow when he was doing the the shadow wrestling. I could almost see someone like him and a Daniel Bryan doing a six feet apart match with the guys reacting to the other one's moves. But that's the thing is like, I think humor is the only way they're going to address the situation. I, I mean, they didn't even do that Braun Strowman wash your hands promo on TV. That was just on Twitter and like shot backstage. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's some missed opportunities here, per se. Yeah. You know, but, like, the whole, look at it this way, though, too. The whole world knows what's going on. They're hearing about it 23 hours, 22 hours the rest of their day. Here's the mm. two hours WWE is trying to be the one place you don't have to hear about this stuff. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, although, I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of people that watch WWE programming who are not, like, high information citizens you know what i mean like they're not the people that are watching cable you news can't, even, I know. even if you are you cannot escape this one no way Brian. yeah it. it's everywhere every channel that's true i mean i guess you can't avoid it most people can't most people can't you know do anything they're not at work they can't leave their home even in certain places and you know so yeah it's unavoidable Although I tried something today and Matt, you can't do this, but I recommend this to people. If if you're overwhelmed by what's going on, as I've said to people, I almost want to hire someone else in my business just to free up some time so I can curl up in a fetal position and contemplate the nightmarish hellscape that we live in. Um, because it's so overwhelming. I will say this today. I tried to watch the news at all with the attitude that I'm not going to look at the news and you know what, if something important happens, I'm going to hear about it, but I'm just going to do the best I can self-isolating social distancing uh, because when you plug into it all, look, once you've done that, like, and once your family has done that and your friends have done that, you're just going to drive yourself mad paying attention to everything that's going on right now. And drive yourself mad about something that, you. and drive yourself mad about something that you ultimately have no control over. You can try yeah. to keep your, you can do social right. distancing and stay healthy, but you can't, con- like, you, you're not, none of us, none of the three of us are going to find the vaccine. You know, I mean, like, it, it, it so. Yeah. I mean, you could donate to charities. You could definitely support people in need, but I think at the same time, cable news, and I don't care what side you're on. Cable news is in the business of taking one story and stretching it out into a 24 hour news cycle. And in doing that, it's not that they overhype it, but you don't want to live in that 24 hour news cycle. I think you can get your information in more condensed, easy to digest places and not stress out about it unnecessarily sometimes. Take precautions, but don't worry yourself. Uh, back to tonight and Mania, though. So are there any other changes? We know uh, Rey Mysterio is going to be out of Mania. He's in quarantine. Uh, Dana Brooke, who was not represented in tonight's opening segment for the SmackDown Women's title match, Dana Brooke is in quarantine. She will not be involved in WrestleMania. Um, and I'm sure, th- I'm sure there will be more. I think this is going to be 
very, I mean, people, even Raj Giri did saying, I don't know why they're just not canceling it on Twitter. Um, I love that they're going on with the show, but this is going to be an unpredictable WrestleMania. And that's why we're not talking about replacements. We're not talking about spoilers, but just know that you're going to, you're in for a surprise when you tune in to this show, potentially up until it airs. I don't think we're going to get a lot of stuff spoiled. Yeah. Uh, so we did open tonight SmackDown from the performance center. Uh, yeah, we had Sasha and Bailey come out. This was an interesting promo. They're back and forth talking about mania, building it up, having some banter before being interrupted by Lacey Evans, then interrupted by Naomi Bailey, even saying, Oh great. This is one of those times when we keep getting interrupted and somebody's music hits and they come out. I liked that. It was sort of meta. And, uh, then Tamina coming out, um, and, uh, Tamina on the mic. How long has that been? Uh, what did you think of, uh, this promo segment, Matt? I thought that, uh, believe it or not, I didn't, the part that was supposed to be really important. And that was Sasha's, uh, uh, registering and facials and body language when, um, Bailey, you know, was like, Hey, you got my back, you know, yeah, that whole thing that didn't do it for me and to to her in her defense it is an empty arena which makes it a little bit harder but uh still she should have still nailed that because that is the impetus of this whole entire match in my opinion is what's going to happen you know if it comes down to sasha and bailey or is sasha going to go for the title and not be her best buddy in the match that was a real big opportunity to turn that page yeah, yeah I mean, the big, the biggest takeaway I had actually from the opening segment, um, it was you know Tamina looked pretty tough and she needed to because she's the one that's being coming out of left field here. We haven't seen much of her, but you know, so she comes out vicious headbutt, does some, does some ass kicking. So I mean, I guess good on that part. They at least caught you up to speed on who this okay. who this Tamina is. But uh, yeah, but to Matt's point, I don't know if that was supposed to be the number one takeaway, but that was what it was for me. I liked how they built up the Sasha and Bailey stuff. That was good, um, man. I was trying to wrap my head around this though. Is, is it the audio part that's not working for me with some of this? I feel like maybe if they put some background music in, I mean, we watch shows like glow, right? I was thinking about this during the opening segment. We watch shows like glow, which has women's wrestling to an empty audience. A lot of the time or TV taping. I mean, glow, you see like rehearsals, you see scenes with wrestling and not an audience, but maybe there's like music, there's score underneath it. Why does it seem so much more awkward sometimes? Like when they were going up the ramp, like, yeah, and I'll see you in Mania. Yeah, like they keep talking. It just seems weird to not have the crowd. I don't know. Something about it still isn't quite clicking for me. It's getting better, but it's the it's the audio part that seems off. Like it's missing some noise. You know, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, no, and, you, that, and, that's, you, and that's and that's and that's why that that's why they keep throwing guest commentators out there to try to add more noise and more more, more banter. You know, because um, yeah, you're right. It is it is hollow. When when you start hearing the echoes of Michael Cole's voice. In the building, it, it it brings you back to remind you you're in this empty arena. Or even Nikki Cross when she was making those noises on commentary. They should just have someone out there humming, doing something. Sing, you know, like have Elias out there sing a song during the goddamn match. Do something to just make it not seem so dry. Uh Shinsuke Nakamura versus Drew Gulak. A match that um yeah, I mean, what can you say? Like this was really good, right? Yes, this was excellent. Excellent match. I liked it. Yeah, Drew, Drew Gulak's a... I'm glad they're finally starting to use him some more because he is a... Uh, both in the ring and 
the guy's got a character for days. So <clears throat> I think this is good good to see that he's getting some time. He, he definitely it definitely feels like what we're seeing on screen is a reflection maybe behind the scenes of he's a guy that Daniel Bryan's like saying to Vince and saying to the to, to the the top. Yeah, yeah. Like you gotta you gotta give this guy some time. Good. Yeah, he uh won from Nakamura, so he's gonna face Sami Zayn at WrestleMania for the Intercontinental Championship. Or Daniel Bryan is because Gulak won. Um, so yeah, Daniel Bryan versus Sami Zayn for the IC uh, title, man. I mean, that, that's going to be awesome if they do it as a straightforward match and there's no interference or chicanery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be off the chain. Good. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have more about Dolph Ziggler and Otis and Mandy. I, I don't know. Matt, are you I still don't... invested in the storyline? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. That's awesome. <laughs> um, no, that that bad boy jumped the shark. Um, <laughs> the very next week after he threw the roses down on the ground in disgust and his heart broken, <laughs> um, and like didn't like three weeks go by before he finally like cornered her to talk to her about it. Yeah, yeah, it was so, okay, so during dr- one of those weeks that. That's what. Sorry, that's what it died for me on one of those weeks. How about I? Uh, I tweeted this earlier tonight. This is this is crazy to think about. I didn't really. I had, I had to really fact check this, but it's <laughs> true. This is going to be Dolph Ziggler's first one-on-one singles match at a WrestleMania ever, and it's going to be in front of an empty arena. He has never had a singles WrestleMania match. He has been in a million Team Johnny versus Team Teddy, or you know, ten-man tags. Six man ladder matches for the Intercontinental title. He has never had a one on one singles wow. WrestleMania match ever. Dolph Ziggler, and this is going to be his first one, and it's going to be at the Empty Performance Center. Do we do we know how greatly their paychecks are going to be affected by this? Not being in a big arena for people. That's a great question. No idea. Because we used to rely many many a superstar over the past years have relied on that WrestleMania check big time. I'm not saying these people are poor by any stretch of the imagination. To be clear. I'm saying that they worked their entire career to get to this because, yes, it's a spectacle. Yes, it's a Super Bowl of wrestling, right? And it's also a huge bucket check mark. Or what do you call it? Check on the old uh, whatever the hell this thing is. Um, everybody list. wants to do it. That's a wrestler. Thank you. Bucket list. There we go. Sorry. Check. What the hell is the thing? Um, but uh, it's also a huge payday. Huge. So, man, not with, not with giving exact numbers. But would you say of your of your annual salary, what do you think the average because per- your annual salary is kind of commiserate with your place in the card uh, and your standing in the company? What percent would you say this is twenty percent of a wrestler's annual I'll just salary? Straight up, I, I don't know yeah. what it is today. Now I really have no clue because you guys are giving me out facts when I used to argue with you that they incredibly underpay the girls, and one of you guys gave me like some recent stats on what the girls were getting. I was like, oh my god. Like yeah. And then I heard the rest of the rosters paid what they're getting paid, and I was like, "Oh my god, five hundred grand for tag team wrestlers that they don't use on TV each!" Like, yeah. Wow. Um. So to put this in perspective, in two thousand and three, uh, so a Royal Rumble, I believe I got something like, I don't know, eighteen grand. Um, for Survivor Series, I could have sworn it was a shade under thirty. And that's because Brock fought for all of us. We were supposed to be close to the main event, if not the main, is what we were promised, or he was promised. 
And so because we're attached to the blockchain train during all of that, we all had to get paid more as well. Um, so I don't know if that's scaled to everything now. It's probably not. Do you know within a network? Do you know with inflation, thirty grand in two thousand three is forty two thousand dollars in today's money? Oh, I would have thought it'd be way more than that than just forty two. No, 40% inflation between uh, the last seven to 17 years, which is interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's a big chunk of change. So you got to figure with someone, if they've got a $300,000 income each year, yeah, I mean, being 10% of that, that's huge. So, and I'm sure for some people, it's 20% of their checks. So, I mean, but like, know, but like Matt, some of these guys get a million bucks straight up. Yeah. yeah. But like Matt said, you know, that was back when they still got the traditional 50 bucks a pop for a pay-per-view order. You know, I, I, you know we, I, we've always, you know, with the network situation now, it's, I, I'm sure it's changed the scale. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Man. Uh, and so I'm seeing in the chat, I actually haven't heard this rumor about Daniel Bryan, maybe not having taped mania due to concerns. Again, if that. the Miz had concerns, he's, he's, yeah, he's a smart man. Daniel Bryan's a smart man, dude. I don't doubt that. Good for him, if so, I respect yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, it's also so yeah. It's also uh, guys. It's also a really big opportunity. What I was telling you guys earlier, people look at wrestlers a lot bigger than you think they do across the world right um as, as legitimate real life superheroes opportunity, mm -hmm. um to step up and do something that people need to see right now which is treat social distancing as serious as possible it's serious as hell don't joke around don't don't underestimate it don't oh well i saw this person yesterday he's fine or no treat it as serious as you can i'm not saying to scare people i'm saying it because you need to treat it seriously i've seen it do forego what i'm sure is going to be a decent pay good push or whatever how do you not respect that and follow yeah so here's how we make uh lemons into lemonade i want a segment next week on smackdown where Drew Gulak has a PowerPoint presentation convincing Daniel Bryan mm -hmm. why Drew Gulak should wrestle in his place against Sami Zayn at WrestleMania. And then Daniel will just be like, oh, well, you've made an excellent point, Drew. I looked at all 30 slides of your PowerPoint presentation. And yes, you should face Sami Zayn for the title at Mania. But Stephen, he's a really smart guy that would not fit in his character to not <laughs> avoid the obvious, which is, yeah. I'm not getting within six feet of another human being right now because I'm the smartest guy on this roster. And if my calculations are correct, he can have a field day on that. <laughs> no, Drew that should day, come out. If my calculations are correct. <laughs> but then Drew should come out and first thing, like, spray Lysol all over, all over the ring and then, like, put on an N95, put on, like, a hazmat suit and come out. I mean, like, again, I don't think they're ready that would to, fit him. to poke that fun would fit at him. him. It would. It would. I don't know if they're ready to poke no, fun at it. He's uh, not that poking fun. He's, yeah. he's being the smartest man on the roster, quite frankly. <laughs> uh, we were talking about this with surprises. Uh, and again, this isn't confirmed, but Damn. Justin, we were saying how great would it be Perfect. if Vince McMahon came out and did commentary? I can almost see Vince doing that. Like, you I, know, Vince, like, I'm old. 
I would love that. I'd love to see Vince do some commentary. I mean, you know, for anybody who, for any of our younger fans who never watched, you know, in the nineties, uh, the eighties or nineties, Vince on play by play commentary. I mean, he, it was, it's, it, I mean, he was, it was, it, it became the norm because this was before it was, you know, widely known to the public that Vince was the, the owner and you know, he was just the commentator, but he had a, he has a certain style that, uh, that is only a Vince McMahon can. So, yeah, I mean, if they're, if they're looking for ways to, to mask and, make this WrestleMania seem as appealing and, and stand out. I mean, I think having him at least call maybe the two main of, you know, the two title matches, I think, you know, I, I don't know. Oh God. I'm thinking about this now. Maybe this is just sort of my dark sense of humor, but I could see Drew versus Sami Zayn. And before the match, they're sitting there taking each other's temperatures and like showing it to each other and saying, give me a list of everyone you've come into contact with in the last 10 days or 14 days. And they just go through this whole checklist and then go out there and have a match. Again, I don't know if we're quite ready to laugh at this right now as a society, but that could, in theory, be a match that would fit both of them and actually would be very entertaining. But again, I think the timing is probably going to be bad. Supposedly, they're legit doing that. Stephanie McMahon said they are yeah. taking oh, sure. the temperatures like yep. every two seconds, and they are doing this the right way. To be clear, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's really just a shoot if they actually. Yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, my, my take on it is right now, here we are, and there's what a little over a thousand American deaths. And yes, it's absolutely a tragic and this is absolutely a crisis. I just think that, Matt, where we are, you know, on the curve, where two weeks from now, I'm just saying, or a week and a half from now, no one I think is going to want to be joking about any of this. And uh, yeah, I think uh, for, for perhaps for another time. Um, so we will see what actually happens with the IC title. We talked about Ziggler. And Otis, uh, let's talk about Elias out there singing a song for Baron Corbin. Um, Corbin comes out, I like Elias saying the capacity crowd at the performance center. That was uh, Matt, your favorite word that was cute, it's a cute joke to make. Um, but what about Corbin attacking him and the hanging off the railing of the perch, like a little cinematic all of a sudden there? That was perfect, that was great. That was great use of a really crappy situation. And forcing the creative, uh, something creative, and that was creative. That and it did its, it served its purpose. Um, Baron Corbin is a bastard for doing what he did. Yeah, yeah, just like, um, just like Wednesday night, how, how for AEW, how I said, you know, with um, Matt Hardy's teleportation entrance, it's you know, it's, it's a chance to do something with some editing that you couldn't otherwise do if you had a live capacity crowd. So it's it's something to do. Normally, we would see if this was a if there was fans in in this setting, we would see Elias. Uh, we would see Baron Corbin punch Elias. Elias would fall into uh, a crash pad of tables that's that's covered in a big black tarp. But instead, we you know they 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 play with some fun camera angles and we edit it together and it looks and sounds like Elias fell you know straight back to concrete. So yeah, I mean it, I I think I, I like this nice touch, nice nice again nice use of the situation. Hang, uh, Elias hanging off the railing like Remo Williams hanging off the Statue of Liberty. What do you what do you think that drop was? Five feet, but the, yeah, they made it look like a lot more tonight. Uh, that, that, I've seen that perch in person. It's higher than five feet, but uh, but yeah, the, the way they shot it still looked like it looked like a uh, Hans falling from Nakatomi. It was great. Yes, well, that's what I'm saying is that it is a ten foot drop, but or a twelve foot drop, but Elias is six feet tall, so <laughs> you know, feet to floor, not that daunting. Um, so, uh, with that mock-up artwork of Baron Corbin on the toilet, do you think that was photoshopped, or they had him like pose for that photo? <laughs> uh, 
I'll say pose. Yeah, I'll say I'll say pose for him. <laughs> oh, good lord! Uh, Oscar versus Alexa Bliss with Nikki Cross on commentary. This was a fun match. Nikki, fun, fun match. Nikki. Yeah, it was a good match. Nikki Cross was worthless on commentary. No offense. Um, but uh, the match was really good. Obviously, Oscar has hit a home run. Go back. I know you guys weren't. There's a lot of you guys that weren't as big fan of her match versus Becky as I was at the pay-per-views, at the pay-per-view, and then the following, uh, the follow-up Monday night, I believe it was that they wrestled again. Um, but Oscar has had a home run in every match that I want to say for the last six months that I've watched. And she, uh, to use the expression, she uh, she lays the shit in. I mean, that match she had with Natty several weeks ago on mm-hmm. Raw back when they were still in arenas. This was hard hitting with her and uh, Alexa Bliss. They had some fun, though, mocking each other with the dancing. And I actually was fine with Nikki Cross just because, again, it, it was it just adds noise and energy rather than it being emptiness. And, and I also like the fact she got Michael Cole to laugh and pop several times. Uh, she messing with Cole, which is always pretty cool to see. So, yeah, this was a really good match. Absolutely. Um, after, the, well, what do you make of uh, Alexa getting the win over Asuka tonight? I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like Asuka ever losing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Roman Reigns versus Triple H at WrestleMania 32. Triple H giving his thoughts on Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. This is all irrelevant. I don't even think we need to talk about this. I mean, the match it the itself. Right it, it, it was the right thing to do if this match was going to happen. Sure. Um, but we're close now. Yeah. Um, Dolph Ziggler backstage with Sonya Deville. Uh, I like Mandy Rose walking up and saying that she's not the prize in this fight uh, that it's going to be Ziggler versus Otis, uh, but not about her thought that was kind of good, but I don't know. I mean, why, why, Matt, why, why, why'd you like that? Why'd you like that? Because I think, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think it's corny when they make it seem like, dude, you stole my girl from me. You know, like first off, I've, I've been you on the, you don't, you don't want Mandy to be treated like a piece of meat. Just say, yeah. Okay, here Stop, I, I'm needling. I'm needling him. I'm totally, <laughs> totally stirring him. I've, uh, <laughs> I've maybe had relations with somebody else's quote unquote girlfriend or a woman that someone we know this story. With their girlfriend. <laughs> we know this story. How about that, Wrestling Inc. Uh, podcast listeners out there? Well, we know this story, Raj. I mean, uh, and we pay attention. I don't know this. Story. Yes, we do. Uh, go ahead and tell him. Justin may not have been on, but I have heard this. Wait, have I talked about this on the podcast? Definitely. I'm just Definitely. saying, I was, I was in a band. I lived a life. I've been yelled at before by other men who were like, dude, you stole my girlfriend. And I was like, first off, she can make her own decisions. You know, you may have thought you were oh. going out. That's not how she represented things. I've defended this. So I'm just saying, you know, no disrespect to Otis. Oh, no, the story I have told Matt, though, because I've been on Otis's side, too. When I was a younger man, I had a crush on a girl and I obsessed and in my head, it was like, dude, we're totally going to go out. It's going to be a thing. And it didn't happen. And like, you treat it like it's a breakup, even though you were never dating. I've been on both sides of this. That Actually, I think that's the one you shared. I think it yes. was not this cool man who's in a rock band ratting around. 
rattling around. <laughs> my, my point was, is that, that, that's not yes. the one that we didn't get NWO Glenn. We did not get NWO Glenn. <laughs> this is the first time I've heard it. I'm sorry. I'm just saying those blue, corrected. My blue chew ads, there's some stuff drawn from some experience there and some of the, the trial and tribulations <laughs> I had as a young man. Um we but my point start calling him uh, Glenn, <laughs> Glenn, Glenn Ring Rat Rubenstein. Why no? They're just I like <laughs> Glenn W O. Why aren't we just going with that? I think Glenn W O yeah. is where it's at. Um, but no, I so I like I like Mandy sticking up for herself <laughs> because in the year 2020, it is ridiculous that Mandy would just sort of sit back and be like, "Whatever, guys, fight over me." Like that's not Mandy is a strong, independent woman, and I like that they're portraying her as such, not just a prop in this feud. <laughs> Well, it's also incredibly dated. Yes. Like, what is this? Like, 1955? The only thing they were missing, if they did do it, is is having them settle their differences at Arnold's at, at Drag Race <laughs> with her wearing a pink ladies jacket and the ribbons in the air, and she makes them go down at the same time, and they both chase off in a fire, a fiery uh, car race, and the winner gets her. <laughs> right. Which is why Grease That's Two is ancient. Awesome. That shit is. Which is why Grease Two is awesome because Michelle Pfeiffer wasn't having that shit. She was standing up for herself, and she was her own woman. And a guy had to earn her affection. She wasn't just there to be fought over. That's why Grease Two is fantastic. Johnny. Yes, Johnny. Yes, Johnny, Johnny Nigerelli. Yes. I'm gonna watch Grease Two again this weekend. I think that's a good way to take my mind off everything. That's- as such a classic as the first one is, especially the album, which I may or may not still have in a collection, um, the second one is so damn good, too. And I think the music is better. I would rather listen to Cool Rider right now than anything off the Grease One soundtrack. Okay, that is a good song. Yes, Cool that Rider reproduction. Song. Score tonight. But it's tough. John Travolta was pretty freaking... I know. I agree. You know what part of it awesome. is... Justin, you're too young for this. Matt and I have grown up in a time where Grease was never not popular. And so I feel like Grease 2 is cooler because Grease has been ever Grease has literally been the word since 1977. Like it has revival in the 90s. Like I'm not sick of it, but I like Grease 2 because I only listen to Grease 2 when I'm in the mood to hear Grease 2. I hear Grease all the time. Like it's always referenced. I mean, yeah. Grease 2 is a tough on and whenever I find somebody that sees it, I'm always generally pretty happy because not everybody has seen it. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? All right, go oh, ahead. Yeah. Tell me when you were a kid, what would, what would you do to have a T-Bird jacket? Oh, my God. I should order one now. They got to have those on Etsy <laughs> or eBay, right? I would kill for a T-Bird jacket back when I was Dude, a kid. I remember I used to ask my mom for it. I bought three different versions of the Grease 2 physical script just to get access to like three scenes that got cut from the movie during production. Like, because I was that curious about like deleted scenes from Grease 2. Like w- really quick, really quick. I know Roger doesn't like this, but tell me real quick. What were they? Um, I mean, it was mostly like Michael and Frenchie, like Frenchie helped him a little more with the cool rider persona and like coaching him on what to do. But huh. the other one, and this is critical. Remember at the end when Stephanie thinks that Michael is dead and gone to biker heaven and she does a talent show and it's a surprise that Michael's alive. That was a good song. In the original, too. that was a good song too. By the way, good song. I way. I yeah. have some thoughts about that song in a second. But in the script, um, in the script, Stephanie runs into Michael before the talent show, so the audience we know that Michael is alive still. 
they took that scene out. So we have that little suspense when he shows back up at the luau at the end. Oh, yes. So here's the weirdest part. And screw it, Raj, if you're listening, this is my chance to talk about this, Matt, because you just gave props to the song, turn back the hands of time. The song that Stephanie has her nervous breakdown and sings and visualizes her head. Here's the weirdest part. It's in the middle of a talent show. They're doing girl for all seasons. Stephanie has her breakdown, starts singing, turn back the hands of time. In her head, she's seeing Biker Heaven, and Michael is like calling her and singing with her. So the audience at that talent show is just sitting there while Stephanie is having a nervous breakdown, singing to herself, and then waiting out long periods of silence that they can't hear all the all of Michael's parts. And it must have been the most uncomfortable school assembly ever. I must have been too young to pick up on any of that because I thought it was perfectly normal. In retrospect, <laughs> now that I think back. I think I was too busy featuring my attention on the the, the girl that was playing the tree behind her in one of, <laughs> while she was singing that. <laughs> oh, like they're all like consoling her. Stephanie, are you okay? No, Stephanie, seriously, do you, do, you, do you need a counselor? Do you need to go to the hospital? Can I get you a blanket? What's going on here? This is, by the way, the most grease yep. too anyone's talked about in America at least this week. I think we're setting a record here tonight. I will, I will agree with that. Yes. Yes. Um, anyhow, go rent Grease 2 this weekend. I guarantee you, if you've never seen it, you're in for a treat. Um, man, now we have to go talking about SmackDown again. But here's the good news. We get to talk about perhaps the high point of SmackDown tonight, which was the Firefly Funhouse. And Bray Wyatt uh, making his shake, having it out with Ramblin' Rabbit, and uh, putting Rabbit in the blender, uh, and then uh, challenging <laughs> Cena to a Firefly Funhouse match at WrestleMania. This was smart. I thought this was smart. Usually I don't like that people can somehow get into that world because to me, my interpretation, I always said I felt it different than others. I think everybody has their own interpretation of this Firefly Funhouse. That's what makes it so cool. And I didn't like when Seth Rollins got in there. I hated the fact that Seth Rollins somehow was able to get in there. It killed the coolness factor for me and the the mystique part of it. So... But now that it's happened, right, he's already jumped the shark in that regard. So if Cena needs to get in there to get his ass kicked, cool, I'm all for it. I think it's going to be the the match of Mania Weekend, just if they get really creative with this and give it the spirit of the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, I mean, you you, give, you, you put this on one night, you put, you, put it on, you put it on the opposite night that you're going to have the Boneyard match between Styles and Undertaker. Uh, you know, you don't want to have two of these matches on the same night. That, that, this, this is one advantage on having two nights is that, you, you know, if you're going to get creative and do these... Um, out of out of the arena type situations, you know, put them on separate nights. But. You know what my hope is for this? I hope Ramblin' Rabbit is on commentary. And, oh my God, Justin, this is the one that they bring Vince McMahon out for. Vince McMahon does commentary as the caricature, Vince. Maybe even wears the devil horns in the Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's all going to be in, in post-editing, so they could pull it off if they wanted to, you know. They could definitely do that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's, I'll be, I'll, I'll be very nice to see how they shoot this. You know, do like we talked about, it, just in a much smaller way with the Elias, Baron Corbin being able to take advantage of having an empty crowd and do some editing and make it seem like you know it's Hans falling from Nakatomi and make it seem real dramatic. They can get real cinematic and real fun here with this between um uh, between Bray and, and and Cena if they if they choose. But but again, I like it. Like I said earlier, I like the fact you keep Undertaker, you keep the Fiend, you keep these characters out of an empty arena situation. 
Uh, Brad Stevens, 499 Super Chat, saying, Glenn and Matt talking about Grease 2 is the winner on Never Thought I Would Hear This Bingo. <laughs> this is like the third well, or fourth time we've prob- yeah. We have, and I probably lost at least 200, 500 followers on Twitter tonight. But it's okay, and it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> and that... The, and the, yeah. And the best thing is that it started with Matt trying to goat Glenn down a feminist <laughs> rope. <laughs> That's the best part of it. Oh, he was gutsy. He was trying to do his best <laughs> to mind his P's and Q's to not open up that can of worm conversation because he wanted to move on. But, but we got him into it. Yeah. Glenn, how, how offended would you be if it was Mandy Rose on a pole match? And that's what they're fighting over. Oh, Glenn would. Com- he would combustibly implode. <laughs> Right on scene. Um. Oh, here we go. How's this for a woke statement? Oh, if boy. it was her idea and she suggested it, and uh, then you know maybe maybe it could kind of work. They could do something with it that would be. And and I've said this before. If the twist, if the turn of all this is, I will I will literally stand up and applaud. If the end of this is after the fight, Otis goes over at Mania and goes to Mandy and goes, so now we go out with me. And Mandy goes, you know what? I'm done with both of you and walks off arm in arm with Sonya Deville. I will stand up and applaud in my living room if that is the payoff to this Does, match. Doesn't, but doesn't that feel like so many movies we've seen? We're, we're, sure, she but, doesn't pick. She doesn't pick either guy. No, I'm saying she picks Sonya, and they go with that storyline. Oh, romantically. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. Well, yeah. be. be yeah, I mean, I, being that yeah, they good. for shock va- being for shock value that they had the insinuation that Lana, oh, and, Lana. And, Liv, and Liv Morgan had a relationship and then never mention it again. And I know for a fact they told <clears throat> commentary, don't say anything about them having a relationship. It was just for that shock value for that wedding segment and and, and, and the end of December. So, I doubt they do that. I I think your money shot here is Otis getting to have his kiss with Mandy Rose. That's your money yeah. shot here, at Mania. Oh. All right. Well, here's the deal. Like, no, no, no. This is what I think is stupid. Is that like WWE is gonna be like literally twenty years behind the time? Because the rest of us, when we see like the the storyline with Lana, what's her name? Nobody's like, oh, it was a girl. She did this with. Oh my god, I can't believe it. I'm shocked. Nobody was saying that or thinking that. So what do you think it's going to, when they're finally really ready to explore this type of storyline, it's going to be like 10 years. They're yeah. going to use it as shock and actually get shock value out of it. It's just going to be like, and? And? I think most people were like that with this. Like, okay, this is cool for Liv Morgan. We're better Liv Morgan. But none of us are like, yeah, they had a lesbian relationship together. Nobody thought that. Yeah. No one um, was like instead, though, just by think- that or shocked by that. Sorry. Yeah. I think you're right, Justin. This could be like the end of the movie Angus, and uh, Mandy. Now, gonna... now that's an obscure movie reference I can Angus. follow. Matt never saw Angus. Of course like... you could. No. 1995-96? Yes, it's about it a larger that... kid who ends up who's picked on, and then ends up like uh, spoiler alert: the like girl he likes ends up asking uh, him to walk her home from a dance. It was it's like, very what... much this storyline. It was very much uh, 1995 TBS dinner in a movie. Yeah. And they would do those things on TBS. Good soundtrack, though. Great, green, green, day. Yeah, green Day, all, of, all about it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyhow, I predict the payoff to Otis, Mandy, and Dolph will not be as, as good as the payoff to, to the movie Angus. Um, what about tonight? The New Day versus the Usos with the Miz and Morrison on commentary. Uh, we got that promo from the New Day before this. Uh, we had this match and the big idea with uh, Miz and Morrison attacking Big E and the New Day winning by DQ is that Ms. Morrison are told you're not going to have to face one of these teams at Mania. You're going to have to face both of these teams at Mania. And uh, then uh, the New Day taking out Ms. Morrison as the Usos look on. So this match is going to change. That's what we're under the impression that it is going to change. And we'll, we have to wait in the next seven days to find out how, 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 how they're going to do that. Now a uh, Jomo gets a world title shot at Goldberg. No way. Right? Probably not. All right. I just wanted to put it out in the. I just wanted to put it in the universe one time. Yeah. Um. I mean, this segment was cool. This match was cool, but I mean, New Day versus the Usos in Mania. You can't go wrong with that. And that's going to be a great match. But we have seen this a million times, yeah. and they're always great. You're correct. They're always good. They never disappoint. You're right. You know, why don't we bring back uh, Brazango, the fashion police, just to make it really old school, like three years ago. I am banning you from reading on other news sites and the like while we are trying to communicate doing this podcast, Glenn. What? That I was kidding Glenn. about. No, you were looking at something else for sure. I was closing a tab and I was getting ready to show you something that was going to make you smile. I was trying to tee up something to give See? Matt Morgan. You. He's not paying attention to me. He has no clue what I even said. I you said that we've seen this before. It's going to be great, but we've seen it before. Ah, I take that back. Yes. Also, I can often predict what you're going to say. I had this idea once. <laughs> when I have downtime, I'm going to do this, Matt. I've even bought an app for my iPad that's like a soundboard, and I was just going to go back to episodes and find sound clips of you saying things. Like, I could watch these guys go all day. And I was going to sit there when you're not here and play those sound clips like you were on the podcast. That's easy. All right, let's cue it right now. Go. <laughs> no, I, I I don't have it set up, unfortunately. Or else I would do it right now. You uh, would. I'd be like, uh, so, uh, Matt, what do you think about New Day versus the Usos? Be like, huh, I, I could watch these guys wrestle all day. See, right there. So it's like Matt Morgan was here. Oh, you could so, have really ran with that. I know. And uh, just you caught me off guard, Matt. Like, I just, if some of our fans, okay, some of the fans of the Wrestling Inc. podcast, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go back through these shows and find your ma favorite Matt Morgan sound bites. And I'm going to put those on the iPad. And tonight when Matt's not here, we're going to have virtual Matt Morgan. There are definitely a lot of repetitive things i'll say though for sure no question oh all of us we could probably auto generate this entire show most weeks because wwe sure likes to repeat a match now and again you know it would yep, be very I don't simple know why we expect to have a different why would we have a different reaction no not at all so uh, i was going to show you matt when i was teeing up yeah ryback shared ryback shared this the cover <laughs> art for his podcast with raj this week is this photo of uh, Ryback and Raj, Raj back on pool lounge chairs, just lounging in the pool together. <laughs> he showed it. Yeah, that's what Ryback used as the cover art for this podcast, the episode art. 
wow, we've made Raj a star. <laughs> this is completely backfired on us. This is completely backfiring on us. Folks, you need to be much more funnier in your memes. They can't enjoy them. They need to be, I don't know what it is, not angry, but embarrassed by them. Not be using it on their podcast covers. I think Ryback has a good sense of humor, although one of my favorite Ryback, oh, Ryback memories... This is all Raj. This is, to be clear, this is all Raj. Ryback, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This guy agrees with the humor and all this. No, I love that episode. What was it? Table for three with Ryback and Daniel Bryan and Dolph Ziggler and Ryback sitting there calling Daniel Bryan a bully, basically, for all these, like, mean things. Like, it's all Daniel Bryan making fun of Ryback in the entire episode. It's one of the best table for threes they've ever done. Highly recommend it. <laughs> Uh, okay, what else do we got? What else we got to talk tonight after tonight's mostly irrelevant SmackDown? Uh, I'll give you two, I'll give you, uh, two other uh, news items. One is the viewership from Wednesday. Uh, AEW wins again. Uh, they drew 819,000 viewers. Um, and that was better than the 669,000 that uh, NXT got. And that is the... Lowest NXT viewership for its first run episode uh, since it has moved to USA on Wednesdays. Wow. So there's that. I'm surprised by all this because, listen, there's nothing else to watch on TV. I'm really surprised that these numbers aren't better, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and you can say the same thing about Monday Night Raw. You know, Raw had, you know, you, you think, yeah. you know, oh, there's nothing there's nothing else live to watch, even entertainment-wise, you know, like, but Raw, the, the, it was the most severe drop from hour one to hour three, I just think, unfortunately, um, if you're, I mean, you just, you know what you're going to, you're not, you're not, you're not getting much of what you have to, you're not getting anything that's like must-see right now, and, and it's a situation, we, we appreciate the wrestlers doing what they can do, risking their health, as we've said on this podcast, but it's just a tough, tough time, but I mean, AEW still garnering one of their better viewership numbers, despite not having the crowd. So they, I mean, they, they got, as we talked about Wednesday, they got a lot of, uh, a lot of things on the hook. And one of the things that AEW has on the hook, <clears throat> we talked about on Wednesday night was of course, Brody Lee as the exalted one. He had his first match. Uh, Brody Lee came out, uh, Brody did a, he did, a, he guest appeared on talk is Jericho for Jericho's podcast. Uh, I, you guys can go on wrestling Inc. There's some uh, transcribed quotes, but one of the things that we talked about was um, uh, Jericho and Brody Lee sharing stories of uh, the sensitivity of Vince McMahon when he's eating. And Brody talks about how, you know, he tried to pitch ideas and he wait, wait, and wait until Vince was done eating. Uh, he'd be told he's done eating and then Vince is eating again and Vince ignores his ideas. And just, it's very funny if you go back and, and listen to the clips or read the transcription of, of them talking about, you have to catch Vince at the right time because if he's distracted by a good where or bad I, cow. Where can we uh, uh, listen to this? Uh, Talk is Jericho's on all the major podcast platforms, I believe, and then, like I said, Wrestling Inc. We have transcription of a lot of these uh, quotes uh, on the on the site on the main page right now. So, can you send me the link? Would you mind sending me the link to the one I could listen to? I can do that. I'll text it to you. Uh, Steve Marcuccioli with the super chat saying, "Matt, did you ever have a one on one taker match?" Hell no! Oh my god, I would have been able to die the next day, be a happy man. That was my guy growing up. Well, first it was Hulk. And then when I got into college, I was all about Undertaker. Um, man, yeah, I wish. I wish. He was uh, hurt. He was injured hmm. uh, when I got called up at first to SmackDown. Um, and then he was coming back, and he started working house shows. And I was able to get in the ring with him at house shows and do these blow-up drills. 
Um, you want to see somebody who knows how to run the ropes correctly and at like a hundred mile an hour speed? It's Undertaker. Um, holy mackerel! He's invent he invented this very famous blow up drill. You guys don't know what blow up drill is. When you're blown up in the ring, that means you're just blown up sky high. You're out of oxygen. The guy he's yeah. wrestling with went at a way too fast, frenetic pace, and now the match is screwed because you're <laughs> sucking gas when you're not supposed to be. It shows you making reactions and facial expressions and selling and telling the story of the match. So anyways, we want to be in great cardio shape. But Taker has the best cardio on the planet. And uh, he did. He does these special drills. So I got to go overseas on a tour that he was on. And again, work in the ring with him beforehand. Um, but yeah, never got to work with the guy one-on-one. Got to work with Glenn, which was a great learning experience. Uh, Kane, which was a great mm-hmm. learning experience for me. He was probably my second favorite growing up. Ironically, I liked always the big. I, I like the big, tall, athletic guys. So I like order. Uh, I went Taker, um, and then Kane, and then Nash. But as far as like overall characters, it was, like, it was like kind of a tie between Nash and Taker. So I thought Nash was really cool and funny, and Taker. I just dug how freaking athletic dude was. Yeah. Uh, Justin, back to uh, the reaction in terms of WWE. Are these rumors true about? Vince and WWE, WWE's reaction to the Brody Lee sketch? Uh, I, I didn't talk to anybody specifically about it. Yeah, the report is that, um, yeah, there was people upset, people, you know, close to Vince and that are very much teamed WWE. They were upset about, you know, they think that, you know, Brody's taking too many shots or just unnecessary shots at Vince. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. For I haven't asked anybody. I can't say for sure. But, um yeah, I don't know. That it's, sounds a little. Uh, that sounds a little weak. They they would not be registering this. Yeah, like I said, There's I no I, way they would register this. Yeah, I haven't. Um, I can't speak to it. Don't know. You you immediately give them. Hang, I'll give you one in a second. Uh, they would give them instant credibility by doing that. The best thing to yeah. do is not sell it at all. Act like it doesn't even happen because I don't watch that crap show. That's what my reaction would be. Um. Anyways. It's not. I'm saying if I was WWE, uh, Chris Thompson, Dollar Nanina on Super Chat. That's all I'm worth to you, Chris Thompson. I'm just joking. Chris he asks, Matt, what's your best Vince story? Have you not been paying attention? The entire <laughs> sell job of the stuttering gimmick. Um, easily that. Um, definitely that. Where, you know, I, I did remind Mr. McMahon that just months earlier, I was a part of Team Lesnar, talking just fine. Sir, what are we going to, how are we going to explain it to the fans? Don't worry about the fans. I tell the fans what to feel and what to think. Okay, that's uh, good times. Justin LaBarque, we get a little reenactment of what it must have been like, Vince McMahon pitching this genius stuttering gimmick to Mr. Matt Morgan. Matt Morgan. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me let me set this. Let me tee him up as Matt Morgan okay. first. I'll be Matt Morgan. You're Vince McMahon, Justin. All right, but Mr. McMahon, with you know, with all due respect, I know you're a creative genius, and I'm happy to be here. You say jump, I say how high, sir. With that said, I do want to just remind you, I did graduate college magna cum laude with a degree in public speaking and communication. Talking's my deal. It's my thing. I just want to put that out there. Matt Morgan, you big son of a bitch. <laughs> Magnum come, whatever. This is the WWE. We tell stories. I tell stories. You and I, we tell stories. We tell them 
what to hear. And they're going to hear it. They're going to feel it. Mm-hmm. You are the blueprint, Matt, 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 Morgan. It just prints money. He did actually do this better for me. Did he? Uh, also, I can, he definitely did. I forgot. He won't ask you to do something he himself would do. That's a true sure. statement about him. Everybody says is true. But listen, I forgot to always tell you this, guys this part of the story. I think. Did I ever tell you why he wanted to do this? I no. think I've told you that he wanted to do this to bro- put this on Brock Lesnar at one point, if you can imagine that. And my compliment, backhanded compliment to me was that he didn't feel the other big guys that he wanted to do something like this with would be confident enough to be able to pull this off. I'm confident enough to be able to pull it off. You know, so I thought that was a way to get like, oh, okay, I'm in. Or thanks for the compliment. Or, or, and this is what he also did. He, the way he explained it to me, he's like, you need to have an Achilles heel. You can't just be perfect. That doesn't, you know, that doesn't work. You need to have an Achilles heel. And, you know, you know what I mean by that? You look like you don't know what I mean by that. I'm like, I, I do. Cockiness seemed to work for a lot of different wrestlers over the years. It's perfect, you know, getting too far ahead of yourself. That's your banana peel. You proverbial banana peel you slip on eventually at the end of the match, being too ahead of yourself. If you have a seven-foot guy doing shooting star press off the top rope, nobody's home, he looks like a dope doing it and got too ahead of himself, right? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah but no. You're Achilles, you have to have an Achilles heel that's bigger than that. He goes, now tell me, have you ever been to like a bar before, like a nightclub, and see this really just gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous woman? And, you know, you finally get the nerve, and you walk up to her, and you introduce yourself to her, and she turns around, and she has a really deep voice. And I said, no, sir, that's never happened ever in my lifetime. I can say that's never happened. Nope, not once. Well, that's what this is like. Perfect being, <laughs> and you have this imperfection. <laughs> Swear to Christ. Go back to my really like old, old school like interviews online with different sites and shit, websites. And you'll see that this story holds true. That's how he sold this to me. Yeah. <laughs> I could have been worse, Matt. He could have said, like, you could have had a really high voice. You know? Like, you well, could, that's, uh... that's actually a great... No, but, like... But the woman with a really deep voice... I know. And I'm like, no. No. Not with a man's voice. I, I, I can't say I've ever had that experience a day in my life, sir. No. I, I don't understand that. No. <laughs> So that actually I, se- yeah that actually so. segues into a, just a cheap plug to a, an interview I did on here for Wrestling Inc. Uh, that that's you can just search in Wrestling Inc. A couple weeks ago I interviewed Connor uh, <laughs> who used, who was formerly in the Ascension and Connor had been with the WWE and then, then back into the FCW for over a decade and Connor tells a story talk about great Vince stories he tells a story of Vince pitching him wanting Connor to talk he thinks Connor looks like it wants Connor to talk like a rat and if you go back you can find the old promos of this and he and Vince is trying oh, to get I him- remember. To talk real nasally, and and again, if you if you if you enjoy yeah. the Vince stories, this interview with Connor and I, it's a blast because like we really dive into Vince stories and, and the interactions he had. So you can it's on Wrestling Inc. here to search for it, um, but it's a great same Dude, thing. He was Matt's talking. scary looking. It he was freaky looking. He had to pull that character off. I thought. Mm-hmm. Hey Matt, I found a link for the Jericho podcast. Do you have an iPhone? Yeah, please send it. 
if I text it to you right now, is it going to bump you off of this right now? No, unless I go on. I do. Yeah, just send it. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So what's next? Uh, Terrence tweeted with $2 saying, Randy Orton versus Stone Cold, who goes over? Like, Wait, who wins? They're not wrestling. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'll play. Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, I don't know. I got nothing else. We're done. We're done. Uh, back here Monday night. Me, Matt Morgan, Raj Giri, unless he cons Justin Labar into taking his place. I'll take the money. Which he will. Which he will. Which he will. Oh, yeah. hey, let's cost Raj Giri some money because he didn't respond on Twitter, Matt. Should we, uh, on his behalf, go with the suggestion of what we had from one of our awesome fans about what to do uh, on uh, our April 1st podcast to uh, raise some money. Remember the tweet? Oh, for Culture City. Yeah, in honor of World Autism Day on April 2nd. What about on April 1st, if we have all the super chats in this podcast, if we commit Raj Giri yeah. right now to donating that money to Culture City uh, in honor of World Autism Day? Please. I can set the direct link up to actually give it to the organization. They'll actually put it to good use. It, you know, there would be no middleman included. So all your money mm -hmm. legitimately really would be going to good cause. Those of you that don't know what Culture City is, it's an organization. You've seen it with AEW. Um, but other venues throughout the country, they help kids like my son, Jackson, who's nonverbal autistic, um, have an opportunity to be able to enjoy a show, but while still being able to go in a sensory inclusive room, to calm down during meltdowns mm -hmm. because big crowds, these spaces and loud noises absolutely crush them at times. Um, so I totally love this company. They do great work. Um, Dominique Wilkins of all people reached out to me to, to be a part of that group to help out. I, I thought that was nice. epic. One of my favorite basketball players of all time in the eighties, you know, just randomly reaches me on Twitter and then calls. I thought that was awesome. Um, Culture city spelled with a K. They are the shit. Thank you to the fan that made the suggestion. I believe it's Carolyn. Um, to uh, that we should put our super chat money towards that. Uh, and let's. Uh, when do you want to do it, Glenn? If, if uh, let's do it Wednesday during AEW. Let's do uh, this coming Wednesday, AEW okay. and NXT. Let's do it there. And I believe, Matt, I have to imagine, uh, you know, one thing the Culture City puts together are these kits. I mean, obviously now, uh, you know, not the live events. Yes, they do. But they put these kits, and no, I do. have a yes, and I have a feeling that these free kits that they provide to autistic children are probably more valuable than ever in this time when you have uh, kids on the spectrum who are at home in COVID nineteen. Uh, you know, they're on lockdown. They they are not able to adhere to their routines, and I would bet these kits are a lot more in need now in the homes of all parents that are uh, dealing with children uh, affected by this. To really. It's a really good point. In fact, uh, check your local zoos. I bet you Culture City already has uh, bags there, the free uh, bags that they give you to give your child while there, and all these other different epic like sporting events and, and any public places for that matter. And in these bags, these free gift bags they give have um, what do you call noise and can noise canceling headphones, uh, little uh, 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 knick knack uh, games to play. My kid never plays with them, but lots of the most autistic kids do. Um, what do you call Glenn? Those little fidget games? Uh, like the fidget spinners? In their hands. 
Yeah. Yes, thank you. Uh, things of that nature. Um, but they do a great job. And that's a really good call, though, Glenn. Mike is completely off uh, his uh, structured everyday plan. This kid knows everything that we're doing from the moment we wake up in order. Everything mm -hmm. it has to be in order or he loses it for at least an hour. Um, so you can imagine what it's like not having his normal schooling happening right now. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's a great call, Glenn, about being able to extend these maybe to people in their home uh, while their kids are having to endure this. That's a good call. Yeah, it can't be easy. So uh, we're just going to say on Raj's behalf, we know Raj Geary is a stand-up guy, and he didn't get to reply to that tweet yet. But yeah. Matt and I are going to commit him. You know, I think we're on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. We we're going to speak for Raj. We are. We'll do it. Yes, we are. We're doing it. And say that Wednesday, Wednesday, April 1st. We are 1st. doing it. And uh, I think he'll be we so overjoyed when we it. surprise him with this news publicly on Monday. But I know he's going to be on board. So uh, Monday night, me, Raj, me Matt too. Morgan. In fact, oh, Matt, I'm going to go a step further. Everyone, save your Super Chat money Monday night. I want to see no Super Chats on Monday night. You save that for Wednesday night because all that money is going to Culture City. That's amazing, but Glenn, a lot of them do that because they want to hear their question answered. So how do they get all you have to do? Well, Matt, I know you love this, but I'm going to pay extra attention Monday to the chat, and I try and do this anyhow. I try and put on okay uh, comments anyhow. So I'm going to pay extra attention. Tyler Martino, for instance, just saying right now, speak for Raj! Exclamation point. Yes, I am. Okay. Um, and uh, we're going to do our best to include that. And, uh, and again, I apologize. I'm always trying to get more, more comments on screen. Sometimes it's true protest stand out because they're highlighted, but Monday I'm going to make an extra effort. And then Wednesday, let's raise some money for culture city, uh, in anticipation of world autism day. And, uh, we'll catch you back here Monday night on the wrestling Inc podcast. Take care. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu.